to the squawk it is sicko's hour in the studio <laughs> here with steven pastis as always today not across from me but to my right how you doing i'm good i'm frantically typing in i'll just say well i won't say a spoiler i'm frantically typing in a very good find i just thought of on my movie list for our amazing special thing today yeah, so today's premise of the episode, it's Horror Movie Month, it's October, it's spooky season, and we haven't really talked about anything Halloween-related yet, so Max is shaking his head. I, I am. I've been watching <laughs> horror movies. I, it's, it's almost been a bit of a downside where I've been forcing myself to watch only horror movies, but it's it's uh, I'm going to miss it. I'm already dreading the end of October. Um, so to celebrate, we're here today to do a little draft we're going to be drafting our favorite performances in horror movies. Um, you know, the the psycho, psycho killers, the heroes, the kid performances, supporting performances. We have a whole bunch of different categories. Um, we're going to go around taking turns saying which one we think is the best in each category. And at the end, we'll post a poll on Twitter with all the results. And you can vote on who had the best draft. Um, so this is like true nerd hour. <laughs> here on the squawk like this is probably the nerdiest we've ever been and this is the most excited i've ever been for an episode yeah i've been pumped if you listen to movie podcasts at all other than the squawk you're probably sort of familiar with this aspect um pretty much every movie podcast i've ever listened to has done some sort of draft like this at some point so we're not exactly doing the most original thing but uh i think it's just a good way to frame our our talk about horror movies because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's what we want to do this month and uh there's no shame in it. So, I don't know. How are you guys feeling about the draft? I'm feeling, gr- I'm feeling great. I came prepared. Steven, on the other hand, doesn't know what a draft is, doesn't yeah. know what snake order means, yeah, doesn't I'm, know what a horror movie is, really. Right. I'm not, a big, I'm not a big drafter, and it's not really something I do. So, I was a little... The boys had to explain it to me, uh, and then I got caught up being a loser. So, I'm a little last minute on my draft, but I think I have some strong... Uh, stuff here, particularly in the wild card. You know, I'm I'm really hoping that'll pull me through. I kind of think me and Steven have similar stuff in the wild card. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I hope I have some... We have not some seen each other's stuff. lists, just to be clear. No, we're, no, we're, no. We're talking a tiny bit about what our strategy might be beforehand, but... Um, oh, and just to introduce really quick, in case you weren't listening to the my solo summer episodes that were kind of scattershot... Our guest today is Max White. What's up? Assistant news editor at the Daily Gamecock. Chilling in the 803, reporting <laughs> on some news. Yeah. What a biatch. <laughs> um, so this is actually, Max, you broke the tie for most guest appearances with oh, Audrey and Caleb because you all had two appearances and now you have three. So I'm honored. You're, truly. you're the most prolific squawk guest up to this point. I guess we should just get to the game, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. What do, what kind of horror movies? I guess you guys gravitate more towards. Uh, I, I, you know, I was one of those really nerdy kids, so like nerdy in the I'm scared of horror movies kind of way. Um, so I, I never really got into horror till later on. Um, you know, so like, now I, you know, I, I really like like a horror movie that I didn't know. You know, it's like, can be kind of marketed as not a horror movie because those are the movies that kind of got me into horror. 
Um, it's been really pr prolific recently. There was actually a, no, this is getting really nerdy, but there was actually a Times piece where it's like the new horror is like grown up horror, where it's almost just a drama, like Hereditary and like Babadook. Those, yeah. the, the, ex the crises of those movies, just like being scared of being a mother. Yeah. It's true. Midsummer is like that too. I guess Ari Aster, that's kind of his vibe, but um, Ari Aster, like Midsummer is just like breakup, toxic relationship as yeah. a horror movie, you know? I read something where it's like uh, a lot of the new thing to do is just like, can could this be made as a drama first? And then you try and turn it into a horror movie. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we're going to be picking, I don't think is going to be that. There's a lot of the great 80s kind of golden age stuff that at least I picked. Um, and I'm excited to talk about, but. Yeah, so we have a bunch of different categories to kind of frame this draft. And um, I definitely think they lean a little more towards the fantastical elements of horror. Yeah. Uh, because that's ultimately kind of what it's the backbone of the genre is based on. So I don't expect us to take too much new stuff, but who knows? We I have, have a, I have a couple couple movies that I really just wanted to shout out. So. Yeah, and we'll do um, a shout-out of anything we didn't draft that we want to talk about probably at the end. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But, you know, for you guys and for the listeners, just to clarify, after each pick, we'll kind of we'll vamp a little bit. We'll talk about the performance. We'll talk about what we like, what we don't like, if we've seen it or not, um, and just kind of discuss the movie. It'll give us a chance to talk about a bunch of horror movies as opposed to us just picking one and reviewing that for the whole episode. So I think mm -hmm. this is a good way for us to bounce around. Really get through quite a lot of Stuff yeah, too. yeah, we we really will. Um, and a bunch of different subgenres. You know, I'm a. Yeah, I've well, always. What's your What's your go-to, Noah? I, it's It's hard to say. I've definitely I'm definitely like a very like ethereal horror guy. Like I like very abstract horror. So Lynch. Lynch. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I. Am too. <laughs> yeah, Lynch. No, no, but I, I was just thinking. I don't know if you guys. Well, see, it's hard because I don't want to spoil my takes here. You You can just go but, go along. Okay. Well, just have either of you guys seen the movie Vivarium? No. Okay, no, so I have not. But I've, you know, we can talk that's, about it that's later. That's pretty new, right? Yeah, it's, it's really new. I, I think it just came out last year or two years ago. But it's like, that's a good example of like, it's like, you know, it is sort of typical horror, but it's like, you know, again, kind of the drama, you know, like, you got to watch. Abstract. Uh, so I, I, to, I told Noah this. Um, one podcast we both listened to, Big Picture, I heard of this movie, Speak No Evil. I watched that last night with my girlfriend. And uh, two of our friends. But that movie is is so... It's like everything I've read about it where it's like it's going to ruin your night. It's going to like have you fucked up. It's so true. You Really? Yeah. Shutter Original. Yeah. Which is a really cool streaming service. That's yeah. just straight horror. And I think it's pretty cheap and you can get a free trial. So... Yeah, well, I got a seven-day free trial, but then it does the $56 uh, one-year subscription. So... $56 yeah. for a whole year, though, is not a lot. Yeah. It's a pretty good deal. You're paying $56 a year to watch spooky movies. Yeah, the but, horror uh, I gravitate towards is um, I, don't know, I feel like psychological is really cool. One of the one of my favorites is obviously Signs of the Lambs, which is not a horror movie according to Letterboxd, which is the criteria we're going off of. But I don't know anything that I guess gets your oh god, that sounds so dumb. I feel like there's two where it's like gets your mind going, but then also where it's like this is dumb fun, and I feel like there's a there's a lot of really cool um, crossover there. Uh, my girlfriend, whenever I show her a horror movie, she's like, if there's not, like, an existential, like, like tangible killer that's, like, killing people, and it's just about, like, people getting, like, fucked up in the mind, then she's going to say she doesn't like it. But Dang. I, I do, I do kind of, I would say not ethereal horror. That was a bad way of putting it. <laughs> not psychological horror. I like existential horror. Okay. You know, like, I like to, I like horror that makes me, like, 
go crazy with questions, you know? Um, I do feel like movies like The Shining are kind of like that, and David Lynch stuff is like that, but also um, even a movie like The Thing, I feel like is a lot like that. I'm not a big straight-up slasher. Like, I don't really care has, if the characters the time and place not, for that, you know? You know? Yeah. 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 It depends on what I'm in the mood for, for sure. Um, so, anyways, let us let me jump right into the rules of how this draft is going to work. Um, so, we're each going to take turns going around. Uh, the order of what we draft in will be picked randomly. And going around the room... We each take turns drafting from one of eight categories. And you can pick from any category in any order. So you might want to strategize, you know, picking from killer first if you think that your pick is going to get taken or you think that's a tough category, you know. Um, like some some categories might be thinner than others, so you prioritize picking that one early um, because there's no duplicates. We're also uh, explaining this to Steven as we're explaining it to the audience. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the eight categories are hero. So this is the protagonist of the film. They're not evil. Um, Then Killer, uh, which we specify should be human in some way. So like Jack from The Shining or the guys that play Ghostface and Scream. Um, Even like uh, Jason, you could say maybe, is a human killer. Um, Monster slash ghost. So basically anything supernatural. Except for uh, two exceptions, which is the next category, which is zombie slash vampire. Which is pretty self-explanatory, I think. Supporting. Uh, this has to be a true supporting performance. They can't be, like, the second or third lead of the movie. Like, they have to be, like, truly somebody that is, like, in the movie just a little bit. They can't be in, like, the whole movie. Um, so a true supporting performance. It would be nominated for supporting actor at the Oscars in a hypothetical world. Well, you know? we can... Oscars kind of... Yeah, know. that's true. I guess, the, <laughs> I guess the Oscars do flub supporting a lot, where yeah. they nominate co-leads. And Wasn't Hopkins uh, nominated? As, was he? Yeah, he was nominated as a, as a best actor, right? Yeah, he was nominated lead for Silence of the Lambs, yeah. which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, okay, next category is kid. Uh, this cannot be teenagers or older. So like the teenagers from Scream, teenagers in like the Fear Street movies. That's that's no go. It has to be a true kid, like under like fourteen years old. So like. Danny from The Shining or somebody like that. Um, Wait, can we go back to supporting? So you're saying, like, they can't be, like, a side character. Like, they have to be, like, a... No, they can be a side character. They just can't be one of the leads of the movie. Okay. Like, you can't say, like, oh, Jack Nicholson's the lead of The Shining, so Shelley Duvall is supporting. Okay, okay, You know, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, it has to be, like, a true, they are not one of the main characters. Yeah, like, so, okay. All so, right. like, anybody from the crew in Alien that's not Sigourney Weaver or Tom Skerritt would probably count as supporting. Mm-hmm. As Steven yeah. goes to the, the, the Alien letterbox page. Well, we can, I, I we can, de- we can debate the picks the as they come. We can debate the, the picks as they come. Yeah, the isn't um, Notable horror Bilbo. Movie. The, the guy who plays Bilbo is a good actor, and he's one of the crew members. Oh, I didn't he's know good. that. Wait, what? Um, I don't remember. Okay, so we have Kid, which is teenager and older is a no-go. Has to be a true kid. Oscar nominee. So this performance has to have been nominated for an Oscar. So that's probably like the... Wait, what the fuck? That's probably the thin... <laughs> okay, no, I'm sorry. I had no idea the, uh, the animatronic... Uh, scientist dude from Alien is Bilbo. That's crazy. Yeah, so don't take that now, though. I'm, okay. I'm coming for that. And yeah. then after Oscar nominee, we have Wild Card, which is any performance in any horror movie. So you can literally go crazy with that. It can be anything. Um, 
Now, there are a couple of rules just to specify. Um, you cannot pick two characters from the same film. Um, so you can't pick... I'm just going to keep using The Shining as an example. Uh, you can't pick Jack and Danny in within your eight categories. Um, so, But if somebody else takes a character from that movie, you can still take somebody. So, for example, if you take Nicholson in The Shining, you can't take Shelley Duvall. If someone else takes Nicholson, then you can take Shelley Duvall. Okay. Um, and you're going to be documenting all this? Yes, I will be keeping cool. track of their stack keeper of yeah. all the all of the picks. Um, and last rule is just to differentiate what is a horror movie and what isn't. We're going to go based on genre tags on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't have the horror tag, it is not a horror movie. For the purposes of this draft, you could probably debate a lot of these um, that are labeled as thriller on Letterboxd. We're just trying to make it easy as possible so that we don't have any fights over what what is and isn't a horror movie. Um, so I'm going to read off about 20 or so films really quick that are not eligible that people might be like, why didn't you say this or whatever, you know? Um, so these are popular films you could probably consider horror, but we're not for the purposes of this draft. Blue Velvet, Aliens, Silence of the Lambs, Predator, Misery, Rear Window, Cape Fear, The Sixth Sense, Signs, Mulholland Drive, Shutter Island, Death Proof, Super 8, Fatal Attraction, The Terminator, One False Move, Zodiac, Nocturnal Animals, Seven, Beetlejuice, Lost Highway, Eyes Wide Shut. For a misery lot of those, I agree. Yeah, Misery and Sixth Sense. There's how is Sixth Sense not a horror movie? I don't. I mean, like Misery is like I don't really, really think Sixth like Sense is defining a horror of horror. Sixth Six Sense is a thriller, and I would say the same about Misery. But like, like Stephen King. It's literally <laughs> right? Stephen, if Stephen King Stephen wrote Stephen King it, wrote non horror books. Yeah, but like, the, is this is Shawshank Redemption a horror movie because uh, Stephen yeah. King wrote it? Spooky. Yeah, the uh, prison industrial complex is extremely <laughs> horrifying. No, I mean, I don't well, know. you know what? That's true. Okay, but <laughs> shut up. Listen, take it up with Letterbox, not me. We're just—I just did this to make it easier on ourselves because Wikipedia would probably make it even more confusing, and we all use Letterboxd, so um, that's basically all the rules of the draft, I think. Um, so, does anybody else have any other questions before we get started? Any concerns? notes for the audience i still can't believe some of those movies aren't in it i didn't realize that well (laughs) it's fine hey i I told you the the genre tag rule i told you the genre tag rule so don't be mad at me i didn't switch anything you didn't make the rules i mean i did make the (laughs) rules but i let you know what they were ahead of time um okay so i have a spinner wheel here uh to decide the draft order. So I'm going to spin it once. Whoever it picks will be have the first pick. I'll spin it again, and that'll be the second pick, and then the third pick will be left over. And it is snake format, so whoever drafted first drafts last in the next round. Um, and like I said, once again, you can pick the categories in any order. Just can you depends go over on the you Oscar nominee category one more time? So they have to be nominated for an Oscar? Is it, it has to be actors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. all the all of these have to be actors. You can't okay. just purely pick performance as a puppet. You can't just pick a puppet unless there's Unfortunately. like a famous person that like operated like uh, Kenny Baker and the Star Wars or whatever. Aww. But that's not even horror, so it doesn't count. All right. Um, well, so Oscar nominee, yeah, they have to have been Oscar nominated for that specific performance. Okay. Got it. That's tough. That's a tough category. It is a tough category. I hope you did your research, which I know well, you didn't. I didn't. <laughs> there's, there's like five that are pretty. There's, there's like five or six pretty totemic ones, yeah. Okay, there's actually like four nominations from one movie that I think will 
round out that category quite well. I'm not sure if Max knows what I'm talking about, but I won't spoil it. All right, I'm going to pick, uh, or I'm going to spin, and we'll see what the first pick is. Spinning. So, Steven, is this your first draft thing you've ever done? It is, yeah. Man, dude, me and Noah are in the, fantasy, are in the same fantasy league right now. Yeah. We started out 0-3, um, at 3-3 three and three right now. Steven is picking first. Noah, you're doing pretty well in that, that league. Yeah, I'm 4-2. If uh, I had started Zeke this week and Mike Williams didn't lay an egg, then maybe I would be 5-1, and one, but... I really screwed up. This is not a sports podcast. God damn it. I'm drafting second, which means Max okay, gets the back turn. To back. I did not want to be in the middle. That's the one spot I didn't back want to, to be. Ugh, God damn it. Okay. okay. I, I th- I'm not that worried about Steven picking first because he's not going <laughs> to. Steven's kind of a scrub. So. Yeah, I'm a scrub. Or what are you picking first, Steven? Uh, let's let's I mean, get I it think, started. You know, so it's like I have to go with the most beloved hero of the month, you know. Um... I'm debating between taking. Uh, uh, oh, I love that one. Yeah, yeah we, we, <laughs> mm-hmm. this is great podcast. No, I, I'm debating between taking the. Uh, I just can't remember his name. McGrady and the Thing, or the Doctor and Jaws. Kurt Russell. Yeah, isn't he the hero of the Thing? Yeah. yeah. Ah, I'll take. Wait, him. what do you mean the Doctor? And isn't Jaws. That Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Richard Dreyfus and Jaws. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Stephen, with your first pick, you're picking Kurt Russell yeah, as yeah. McReady. He has the appeal. He has the mainstream the appeal, I feel like. Okay. And you're taking here? that in Hero? Yeah, yeah. All right, this is what I mean. That was it's not what I would have done. All right, Noah, what are you going to do? Wait, but hold on. So isn't the whole point of this, like, who mo- the most mainstream, most popular? So if you want to win, yeah. yes. If you want to be true to yourself and have a good time. <laughs> okay, well, I've already sold out. But, yeah. Did you, you sell know. out though? Cause yeah. Don't you love that movie though? I do love that movie, but okay, it's not so like my favorite. Like you know, so I so I can't do Hero again. No. Okay. No. So like yeah, I had like fill out the like the I had uh, Val Kilmer in Island of Dr. Moreau. I had Killian Murphy in Twenty Eight Days Later. Okay. Um, yeah, those would be some I unconventional had, uh, picks. Uh, not Twenty Eight Days Later, but Dr. Moreau for sure. Yeah. Um, Isn't that like a all time, like people hate Island of Doctor Moreau. You know, it's not that bad. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it gets a lot. <laughs> I haven't of hate. seen That's it. I just know that like it's Brando at his like worst. Right. You know? Right. So like, it's not a great movie, but I remember watching it and being like, "Hey, this is pretty crazy." You know, I, I also <laughs> wasn't familiar with the story it's based on. Right. So really, I was just like compelled. You know, like the book is, I'm sure, phenomenal. I've never read it, but like, that's a crazy idea. I mean, you picked, that was probably, McReady was probably my number one for Hero. That, yeah. I mean, it's, it's got to be The Thing or Jaws. Yeah. You know? yeah. well, Maybe like Scorny Weaver and, and Alien. It's got to be one of those three. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, Scorny Weaver and Alien. Yeah. But Kurt Russell, I mean. He's you know. Carpenter's man, who, and like, Carpenter's the <laughs> king of horror, and yeah. he's, it's his number one actor, so. Kurt I mean, Russell is the leading man. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I love the thing. That's definitely my no, favorite. No, it's so good. It's is it your favorite Carpenter? I would I would say so. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of a I feel like I'm a loyalist to Escape from New York, because uh, I remember watching that movie and like I, that movie like changed my life the first time I saw it. I was like <laughs> I was like nine years old and I had the flu and I watched it like live, not live but it was on like <laughs> a channel and I was like what is this? Yeah. It was good. I think that's uh, our friend Evan, who we always talk about. That's one of his favorites. Who, by the way, 
and Steven, you'll be proud. Watch Blue Velvet for the first time this past weekend yeah. with me, and he loved it. Is that um the side of a horror tag on? That was one of the ones I mentioned at the beginning that it uh, is ineligible. Yeah, were you listening? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's like there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of David Lynch's that are eligible. Yeah. You just gotta know which ones. No, I I don't think I'm gonna be able to pick the thing now, but I just love that. I remember I was watching it for the first time only a year ago. And it was kind of just one of those movies where I was like, this is kind of like some cheap horror. I'll like turn it on because it's Halloween. And then I was like so sleepy. So I like fell asleep while I was watching it. But then I like went back and like was like, I need to pick this pick this up uh, where I left off because that movie's just so good. All right. I'm ready to pick. Are you done okay. vamping? Uh, yeah, we're done vamping. Okay. <laughs> uh, in Killer, I am taking Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance in The Shining. Oh, Okay. That's who. Yeah, that's probably. Oh, is that the, what were you saying? That was the. Yeah, that was your. Okay. I I said to Max before Stephen got here. I said there is one that I think is like clearly yeah. above everything else. I I'm gonna pick who. Uh, Wait. Who uh, I thought I thought you were talking about. Okay, but like I mean Jack Nicholson in The Shining. That's for is, killer. Yeah, for killer. Yeah. Is somehow was not nominated for an Oscar at the time because critics hated the movie. Yeah, well, that um, movie was like a flop, apparently. I didn't realize. Yeah, it was a flop. Didn't do that well. Uh, I mean, it pretty much it flopped at the box office, but then I think it pretty much immediately like did really well on HBO. Because like, that was right... Like Steven was asking us earlier, like, mm-hmm. was were movies like a thing on TV in the 80s? Yeah, it was called HBO. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you got That's the HBO true. box in your house, you got a bunch of movies. And The Shining was one of them. Uh, that was on there a lot back in the day from what I've heard. Obviously, I wasn't alive, right. but he was alive. people telling me <laughs> that that was like kids staying up to midnight to watch The Shining when there's like eight years old. That, that was actually me, though. Remember, my dad showed me The Shining. This is a good segue because for my uh, my pick, I'm going to do uh, Danny Torrance and Kid. Oh, that I thought that was going to be the chalk. Number yeah, because Kid I, is so thin. I actually I actually I, don't I, think Kid's that thin. But OK, go off. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say, of any, like, immediate go-to, like, at least the killer category has some competition. You know, who's better than Danny Torrance? Yeah, Dan- Danny Lloyd, the actor. I mean, this is so iconic. Riding the, the car down the, the hallway. Mm-hmm. My dad showed finger. that to, to me for the first time. That was, like, one of the horror movies. There's a lot of these movies, especially horror movies, where I, like, just, like, they all blended together at, like, 14, 15-year-old like, sleepovers with my buddies where we just stay up all night watching, like, dog shit horror movies on <laughs> Netflix, like, the latest, the latest paranormal activity or something like that. But I remember Shining, my dad showed it to me, and I was just like, this is, I, was, I remember thinking, like, I'm not supposed to be watching this, like, because people hype that movie up so much, and it's, I mean, it's so deserves the, I mean, I'm, like, probably sound like a dumbass right now hyping up no, the Shining. No, I, I, I agree, like, that I pretty much had the same experience, like, I was always kind of scared to watch it. But I'd like read about it and like, obviously. Have you read the book? No, I. You haven't. should read the book. It's good. Yeah, it's way different from the from the movie. Stephen King famously hates Kubrick's uh, adaptation. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I mean, I haven't read The Shining, the book. I hear that Doctor Sleep is a lot more faithful of an adaptation. Yeah, I heard that's just a, a sequel, not even to the movie, just to the book, which I guess makes sense. It's not like Kubrick has come come back from the dead. Um, right. All right. Uh, so, you have another pick, Max. Uh, okay, this is another one. I'm so glad I got third and that none of you guys picked Danny. Um, I'm going to go uh, Carrie White um, from uh, Carrie, played by Sissy Spacek, for Oscar nominee. <sighs> Damn it. 
You fucker. Yeah, that I watched that. I watched this movie. I've been doing a 31 Nights of Horror with um, my girlfriend and some of her roommates. Um, and uh, I watched this movie, I think, like, this week or, like, a week ago. Carrie's pretty, pretty, pretty cool movie. I don't know. Pretty, un- pretty no, controversial it, it opinion. Is. No, I, I think it's good. I, I think it feels like totally out of place to think of the movie the year it got made. Too. No, yeah. Like what a what a like a progressive movie to be like a progress. I don't know if you if you watch well, the I opening mean, scenes and you're like, oh, Brian De Palma, he's he's really you know I actually haven't really seen giving, the original in a while. Yeah, really giving these naked uh, women in a, a locker room. Uh, that was very popular in the '80s. It's funny to look back, like all these like PG, like Sixteen Candles, and it's just like fully naked <laughs> bathroom scenes. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was a better time. <laughs> well, I, you know, just to clarify, I, uh, yeah, just to, cl- I'm not laughing. I don't endorse that at all. Sorry, uh, Lily, my girlfriend. No, there's there's a really good New York Times article that came out like last week by Wesley Morris, who's um, the critic. I. Uh, sometimes like, sometimes don't, but he basically said, like, America has a culture of trash, so why are our movies so trashless? Like, oh. they like they no longer have any sex or drugs or anything. Mainstream movies now are so chaste. I actually, I've been meaning to read this. that. So. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Movies are too chaste now. Yeah, when I read that headline, I was I was thinking at first, like, is he just, like, saying America is, like, talking I don't, shit? I, just to be clear, let me clarify <laughs> my thoughts. I'm not saying that all of our movies need to have, like, super voyeuristic leering shots of like naked people being like exploited or whatever that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying that movies in general are way too chaste they should be more like don't worry darling and less like <laughs> i don't know everything everywhere yeah, wants uh, or something like that well honestly the don't worry darling oh this is act- finally a sexy movie that was that way was so overhyped. not true yeah, yeah. that was way yeah. don't get noah started on don't harry styles <laughs> harry styles going down on florence Pugh like twice is like the pinnacle of also sex, once once you to... find out the twist of the movie that becomes much more like uh problematic okay <laughs> we can't talk about this movie for like four straight podcasts yeah don't yeah, get noah right. going you're right i think i have to take uh well, I mean, it's I, not your turn yet. Oh, I thought it went this way. <laughs> no, it goes backwards. Yeah. Because I was third, and then I'm I'm first, and then second. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I we have a cheater already. No, I was just thinking about this rotation. The, like, the, yeah. t- the table? The yeah, we're all sitting around a table. Yeah, as as you typically do when you... No, I frequently record my podcasts, like, in, swimming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I stand up exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, God, what am I going to take? I spent all that time not deciding what I was going to do while we were vamping about that. Um, okay. There's a lot of a lot of categories that I could go you want me? There. You want me to vamp for you? No. Okay. I know what I'm going to do. Okay. In Oscar nominee, I'm taking Daniel Kaluuya and Get Out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I put that on my list just because I was like, like, it was, I don't know. I, it was fine. That 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 and Sissy Space I can carry were my two. Yeah, uh, I had I had two ones. others that I I really liked that Stephen may or may not pick, but yeah, Stephen Oscar nominee is thin. Yeah, but you have the well, turn now. I, so I only wrote you have two picks. I only wrote uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Natalie Portman in Black Swan, so I guess I'll just go ahead and take that's a, she is tagged horror. Yeah, right. Black Swan That's definitely counts. a horror movie. Black Swan is a horror movie, according yeah. to Letterboxd. No, it, it definitely counts. is. Not just like according to. So I'll go ahead and take Natalie. 
Okay, Natalie Portman in Black Swan. Okay, so uh, no, uh, no uh, Janet Lee played by Marion Crane from Psycho, and no Linda Blair um, playing Reagan McNeil in The Exorcist. That's a part mm-hmm. of no, no, and also two other Exorcists, and Piper Laurie for Carrie, who is in Twin Peaks. Is Piper is she, wait as a mom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, Carrie had two Oscar nominations, and The Exorcist has three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Exorcist was like the first horror movie to really get like critical attention. Best picture. Yeah. Nomination. It's yeah. not even that good. I feel like I don't even. Really I don't like know. Everything movie. that I've heard from The Exorcist is like if you were somebody in like that's what late sixties, early seventies. Early seventies. Yeah. Um. Actually, I've written seventy three. Yeah. So I've heard it's like you have to put yourself in nineteen seventy three mindset because I mean they say like the Reagan the kid says like like eat my cunt to her mom or something and I guess that was so like so scandalous. And, like, such a, I guess, still, like, really Christian um, kind of, like, family values, et cetera, society, that it was, like, blowing away in that aspect. It was intentionally, a lot of critics, I think, that don't like it as much say, like, oh, it's just unintended, it's unnecessarily provocative. Yeah. Like, the only value of it was the fact that it was lewd. Yeah. Now that we don't, now that it's not so taboo, the movie doesn't hold up as well. Yeah. But I have to say, I watched it for the first time, like, a year ago, probably in October of last year, honestly, for halloween stuff and while i agree it's not as quote-unquote like scary or uh provocative as it would have been in the 70s like it still just holds up as a really good movie i think you know? i don't know i need to rewatch it i watched it for the first time probably when i was in high school and i was like that's kind of cool um obviously i can i can attest to the historical significance of it and just like movie movies and like horror genre but also, William Friedkin is a very underrated director in today's like film Twitter culture and letterbox culture. Like he's not talked about a lot, but he had an insane run. He won Best Picture for French Connection. Then he makes The Exorcist, which gets nominated. Um, he has a crazy run in the '70s, and then he has really cool like crime movies like To Live and Die in L.A. in the '80s. So, Friedkin is a good director, very underrated. Wait, so uh, is it back to me? Um, no, it's still Steven. Steven? Okay. I you did two? You did two in a row. It's, it's Snake, and you're on the end. Okay. So you picked Natalie Portman and Black Swan, an Oscar nominee. Okay. Um, I think I have to take, uh, uh, Keith Sutherland and Lost Boys for Vampire, right? Okay. Okay. You know, I feel very loyal to that movie, so I'll go ahead and... You know, it. I've never seen that. You want to you talk just about have, What? You, you just have Joel Schumacher vibes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I, I remember... My my parents are divorced, so I would drive to. <laughs> hey, same. Like Let's every, go. Yeah. Wow. Divorce parents alone. podcast. Okay. Well, yeah. I, that was just my new show. Every all I'm saying is every weekend I would drive to a- Asheville from Charleston, and so I have the most distinct memory of my life, getting out of the car. It's probably like 11:30, but as a kid, that's like 4 a.m. Yeah. too. Yeah. I remember getting out of the car and like waiting for my mom to like unpack, and so I'm just standing in the cold like dark street like as we're walking to the house and our neighbors have this like awesome giant projector up and it's like the the projector is like like we're, i'm looking at the back of the sheet and like so i just sit there watching like the climax like action scene where they're burning down the house of lost boys bet you're climaxing on that. <laughs> basically and i was like i was like this is like crazy you know like i don't know i'll never forget that and it's like you know it's like yeah it's maybe not the best but it's like you know, it's so, like, 80s Goonies and, like, I don't know, like, every, all the colors and, and the acting. and I need to watch lines. it. Outside of the, it's the, so fun. Outside of the Death Grip song, Lost Boys, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, but oh, okay, so it is. It is me. No. It's oh, it's me. not. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm. I'm making myself. Okay. Yeah. You ever heard of snake it's, before? Yeah. No, I haven't. It's called a snake draft. All okay. right. Next. Is it me? Is it my turn yet? Is it my okay. turn yet? God, relax, kid. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um. What am I gonna take? What am I gonna take? I. Man. I think. Wait. So I just want to clarify. Noah, you do like the Lost Boys, right? Or have you ever seen it? Uh, I've not seen it. <laughs> what? No. Wow. You guys really need to get on this. Yeah. Honestly, vampires are kind of a blind spot for me. I have not seen yeah. that many vampire movies. Honestly, that vampires was the first are cool. thing that came to my head. Vampires like, are cool, but I've always kind of thought they were, like, dumb. <laughs> Max and I did watch the... Uh, uh, Bram, Bram Stoker's Dracula. The Francis Ford Coppola one. Yeah. It's not bad. It was Bro, that, movie, that movie's fucking wild. Yeah. I yeah. had an edible right before we watched it, and that shit sent me to... The, that movie sent me to the moon, man. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> um, no, you did not need to need to be on substances to think that. Uh, okay. I'm going to take Roy Scheider as Chief Brody in Jaws in Hero. Okay. Okay, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I actually think that everybody talks about uh, Quint and uh, Richard Dreyfuss as the doctor, but I think Roy Scheider is why that movie is so good. Yeah. yeah I think, honestly, yeah. it's probably the least talked about of the three performances. Really? It's the best. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I don't know, I, he's the face I always think of when I, when I think of Jaws. Yeah, so. me too. Yeah, I just, I don't know, maybe it's just my, some confirmation bias or whatever but i always feel like uh people really underrate that performance as an all-time great crazy that he wasn't nominated or anything um but we don't have to litigate that um great movie jaws does count as horror according to letterbox and i will say i think it's easy to watch jaws now that we're older and be like oh that's not really a horror movie. i think it is i but think it still is when i saw it for the first time like on cape cod in a movie theater when i was like 10 that shit did that's a cool fr- experience that freaked no. me the hell out yeah, yeah. I, I think you sent it to us recently. It was like, it was like a quote from Spielberg or something that was like, "I want to have them under their chairs with the popcorn and gum yeah. after watching Jaws." And like, it's true. Like, even watching it now, like, yeah, it's not quite as you know. I'm not jumping out of my seat, but like, you know, my There's palms are a, a lot of sweaty. scary parts of that movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean the just the shark bits. I mean, I think the opening shark attack is the scariest part, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I was always a uh, as a kid, I was always scared of uh, going out in like open water. Oh God, me too. Yeah, because so, of that movie. Yeah, oh, not even that movie. I don't know why. I guess it was just, it was just like a like a bit of a sissy. But um, I don't know. That's open water still kind of freaks me out. And having a, a movie um, where where a great white shark kills a bunch of people uh, is uh, is not great in helping that fear um it's probably my most rewatched movie of all time it's definitely up there and it's if you look at my letterbox profile or whatever it's not i don't even think in like the top five most rewatched but it's one of those movies that i rewatched so many times before i even like became like a movie person you know just because mm-hmm, it was yeah. like my friends would come over and be like what should we watch tonight it's like let's watch jaws you know um so I think it's it, it, it transcends really generations. Have, it transcends generations, and you know what? You just said it. Let's rewatch. It has such great rewatchability too. It's just so fun. It's yeah. yeah it's just like kind of one of those perfect movies. You can just, just keep watch. watching and yeah. watching and like have it on. And it's it the lines like every line is quotable, you know. Yeah. What do you like guys think? Think of a uh, Quint's death scene. <laughs> that's honestly that used to be scary to me but now it's just like so funny how much overacting he's doing <laughs> are there like a, a billion Jaws movies um there's there's a few sequels okay uh, there's one with Michael Caine Spielberg had no one I don't okay, think he had yeah. any involvement 
it was like Jaws 3D. It was like the first like 3D boom. Or, no, the second 3D boom. I think the first one was in the 50s. It's so funny, because pretty much all these uh, classic movies, there's, like, at least, like, ten of them. With, like, Halloween. Uh, Exorcist, there's a ton. Um, I think there's two sequels. Two yeah. Three. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like... It's so weird. It's really like this... That, like, you watch The Exorcist, it's like, that's cool. But, like, I don't know. It's so weird. Horror was, like, the cash cow. It's still a cash cow, but it was, uh, like... Yeah, I was going to say, I think horror... It was, like, the superheroes. superhero, like, we need to have a, bajil- a bajillion of these... Right. Well, they're cheap to make, and they have huge return on investment. So, you know, that's that's why. So have you or have you guys not seen Jaws 2? No. I, I haven't have seen, like, pretty much any of the sequels to the... I haven't either. Yeah. Um, I mean, hell, they even made a sequel to The Shining a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Max. It's All right. your turn, finally. Okay. Uh, so, again, I thought this was going to be chalk, but um, Sigourney Weaver uh, playing Ripley... Lieutenant Ripley in Alien 1979. I mean... You're taking that in Hero? Yeah, in Hero. Uh, I mean, Alien is probably... Might be my favorite horror movie up there with Shining. Um, I rewatched this recently uh, uh, when I actually watched um, Alien, um, Prometheus, and Covenant. Um, still haven't seen Aliens. I need to get on that. Um, and some of the other uh, Ripley movies like Alien 3 and Resurrection. Raised by Wolves. Just kidding. I want to watch that though. But um, I mean, such a such an awesome movie, such an awesome performance. Um, pretty progressive for the time too, having a female lead who's like a, a legit badass, like no way around it. So, yeah. And what then, else can be said about Alien? Then in the next movie, James Cameron turned her into an action star. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, she was nominated for that. Yeah, that's crazy that she was nominated. for Yeah, Aliens I was looking at for that. Best actress. It's a shame she was nominated in Aliens, but not not Alien. Yeah. Well, I mean, she doesn't really take over as the lead for Alien until the last, like, 30 minutes. I don't know. I mean, I guess rewatching She's it... She's not even first build. Yeah. Rewatching it, I probably have the, like, uh, Ripley's obviously the lead, but, yeah. You know, the thing is, I really like those movies, but I'm not... Like, I like horror, but I'm not, like, a horror nut. So, like, I genuinely think one of the reasons those movies work so well is because the sci-fi element is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I would watch a whole... Ripley's Alien Verse movie. If it was just like, they just gotta go pick up some cargo or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, right. the aesthetic yeah. to those movies, yeah. which for some reason is missing in a lot of the sequels. But I mean, just the '80s, like or late '70s, early '80s version of what the future is gonna be, where they have like DOS computers with like super clicky keyboards, but then also like super advanced AI and like spaceships. It's just such a cool. Uh, the the video game um, Alien Isolation like really perfectly recreates the. Um, the, the feel of the first Alien movie with, like, just all the clicky 80s stuff mixed in with the sci-fi elements. And that's also one of the bigger draws to me. Alien Isolation, good game. Should play it. You have another pick, Max. Yeah. Um, so I've been vamping for a bit. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Norman Bates, played oh. by Anthony Perkins, 1960, Alfred Hitchcock, Psycho. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, going off just uh, like... That, you're going to win uh, because what, you have those what, two stars. What, um... Oh, what killer. Category? Yeah, killer. it's human killer. I keep on forgetting the category. But I mean, uh, yeah, for st- based off like strict performances, I feel like like Oscar worthy at least. I feel like it's probably the best one so far, right? And just l- also the most like Oscar baity when it comes to just like cold calculating, like comes off as like the innocent motel guy originally, and then just all the twists and turns of that movie. I watched that for the first time. Uh, my girlfriend and I actually went to Asheville. Steven's wearing an Asheville shirt Ooh. right now. 
and she bought a um, a uh, metal like steel box of Psycho, and then we put it on when we got back. It's uh, funny that you went all the way to another city to get that. Well, get okay, that wasn't that wasn't the main main draw, <laughs> um, but we actually did also see movies there. Um, yeah, shout out in Asheville. Asheville is this awesome little indie theater. Was it Grail Movie House? Uh, I've never uh, heard of that. But I went there. I saw Drive My Car there. Okay. That's a tough movie to see in the theaters, I feel like. It was it's three long, hours long. Yeah. I don't know. It was pretty cool. It was It was good, yeah. I, maybe being in a theater would have kept my focus better. I love that movie, but a little long. But what I was saying <laughs> about Asheville is they have this really cool movie theater called The Bruin View there where it's like $2 for a ticket and it's like a pizza restaurant with a movie theater in the back. And they literally just like... I don't know how they do it, but it'll be like... So, like, right now, it would be, like, everything, everywhere, all at once. Like, you know, it's, like, recent movies that aren't out. And, I mean, honestly, maybe they just, like, show it from Netflix or something. Or, like, rent it on Prime for the weekend or something. But that's really cool. Yeah, Grail Movie House was cool. They didn't have... It wasn't even really a theater. It was, like, this almost, like, warehouse where the front section, they just have, like, the uh, tickets and popcorn and, like, you can buy some merch. And then you go in the back... And it's just this, like, they have a bunch of, like, sofas and, like, uh, lazy boys and stuff that you just sit in when then they're, like, a projector. So it was, it was cool to actually sit on a sofa and, like, watch a movie with someone. Because, like, a lot of times you go to the movies and it's, like, there's something separating you. Yeah. Kind of annoying on, like, a movie date. But So with my next pick, I'm debating whether or not to go with my brain to try and win the draft or to go with my heart. Stay true to your heart. No, I'm no. doing both. Uh, people are going to say I'm selling out right now, but... Yeah, you're selling out. There's no sure. way. I, I, yeah, I you're don't selling think, out. I'm not selling These are my favorite Literally, movies. Okay. I, I hate to say it. To be fair, I have Nicholson in The Shining and Shider in Jaws. So, yeah. And Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out. So I can't exactly say I'm not selling you out. Have, I feel like Get Out makes you not a sellout. No, I you, feel like Get Out is the, is the sellout. Like, I, I I love the classic horror movies, but like... You think Get I'm out, pandering? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying my not, dad... Not pandering, been, but like, I don't, I don't know. That movie is just like everyone knows Get Out. You know? Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think you're wrong. Like, I think if you pulled all of our parents, if we look at Letterboxd right all now, seen the I'm pretty thing, sure Get Out and Jaws. My dad's probably okay, not yeah, seen look at Get that. Out. See, Get Out's second most. Not that Letterboxd is the, the general who's population. On, my dad's not on Letterboxd. Okay. Okay. Is your dad voting in our Twitter poll? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I'll ask him right. to. He has Twitter. He might. He might. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna do it early. This is probably too soon, but I'm gonna do it anyway. In wild card, which I really I'm taking, was not expecting a wild card here. In wild I'm card, I'm excited for this. I'm taking Cheryl Lee in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay. you stayed so true to yourself, bro. Okay. Yeah, I stayed so true to myself. We talked about this on no, an she episode a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, this movie, which is a fucking masterpiece, mm-hmm. and you could call the my wild card shortlist the David Lynch category because it's all <laughs> just weird David Lynch performances, um, and. She's incredible in this movie. She's why the movie works. Um, I think this is one of the most underrated performances of all time. I mean, she's so great in the original series, but she doesn't do a lot because she's, you know, the person that's killed. But in this prequel... Who killed Laura Palmer. Yeah, who killed Laura Palmer. It did justice to her character. It did so much justice to her character. Um, I think everybody else in this movie um, is pretty incredible, and I can't draft him anymore. So I'll just give a shout-out to Ray Wise, who I had as a backup in Killer. Um, cause Ray Wise and Twin Peaks Firewalk with me is also awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, he just like literally looks like the devil in that movie. Like, yeah. He's so gotta good. be one of the scariest looking individuals <laughs> I've ever seen. 
Yeah. So I. I mean, if I saw him walking down the street, I would like go to the other side of the street or something <laughs> like that. And isn't that how David Lynch found him too? Like, wasn't he like set deck or something? Wait, who are you talking about? Are you talking about the weird guy? No, in, like... Ray, Ray Wise has been in a bunch of movies. Okay. Wait, let me look. Is that a, the guy in like the red actor. room like scene or the red? Uh, I've only no. Wa- okay. No, Ray Wise is Laura's dad. Okay, yeah, I I didn't Bob. Wasn't Bob like a... Yes, Bob was the guy yeah. who they just okay. like but, casted okay. up. Like, look at this guy. I mean, you know what's great about his look is it can go both ways. Like, he can be, like, creepy. And they and David Lynch is a genius from doing the white hair, brown hair, you know? I don't think Max knows who killed Laura Palmer because he hasn't seen the whole show. So, oh. no, I don't they reveal it at the end of the first season? I've no, seen... it's like halfway through the second season. Oh, okay, well... I've, Maybe uh, we should we shouldn't say anything further than I've I watched the first season and then a couple episodes of the second season, but I need to go back and rewatch so I can get back into it. Um, yeah, but I had to. So it does feel like I maybe took this a little early, but I definitely thought this could be on Steven's list. So speaking you know, of Steven's I, list, I I I will say it, I I had I didn't have time to fully flesh out what I was going to do with it, but I wrote Firewalk with Me under Wildcard. You know, yeah. there's a lot of different directions I could take that. So right, yeah, you're, you're right. I I was just I was like I have some good under the radar picks that I'm confident about in the other categories, but I was like if I don't get <laughs> if I don't get Shirley and Twin Peaks, yeah, yeah I'd no, be no so one's sad. Uh, gone uh, zombie vampire monster ghost yet. I don't think anyone's ever given like we. Talked I did vampire. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah, Lost Boys. I think we I talked about this with um, Caleb and Amelia on the With Pride episode about yeah. how like. Um, Florence Pugh only takes roles that are like have where her character has a lot of trauma or whatever. Yeah. But that just got me thinking about how like I don't think anybody's ever played like a trauma ridden role like that the way Cheryl Lee does oh, in that movie. Yeah. Like it's it's so arresting. Like the entire movie you just can't stop like looking at her expressions. Not like, too it's high just... on Anade Armas blonde. <laughs> I, I, I think she's fine in that movie, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we can save um, the blonde talk for another episode. Yeah, we decided we all watched it and then decided let's not do an episode about that. <laughs> um, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a horror movie. Yeah, that could no, be eligible. for sure. Yeah, who wants who wants to take the uh, the JFK impersonator in Wild Card? Oh, oh good lord. <laughs> that would be that would be legendary if we could just. I'm do sorry, like... that was out of pocket. Maybe I would take Dan Butler in Wild Card, Fraser Legend in in Blonde. Um, anyways. Yeah, I, that's Twin Peaks. What a picture. It's a prequel, so don't go watch the movie if you haven't seen the show because it spoils yeah, Look a lot. up a guide to how to watch before you... Wait, you do you not just to... watch the show and then fire walk with me and then... Well, yeah, uh, that, I mean, that's, that's how I watched okay. it because I didn't... I thought it was like... I had no idea that Twin Peaks was like great when I started watching it. I was just like... I remember yeah, watching the first episode song, and being like, this acting is terrible. What is going on? Well, yeah, it's it, so weird. Yeah, that's what everyone says, but that's the, the, the Lynch vibe. effect. Like, yeah. you have to get it's into it. It's literally... Twin, Twin Peaks, yeah. people don't appreciate the fact that Twin Peaks is literally a parody of soap operas. Yeah. yeah. Like, it is a satire of soap operas. That is the one of the major themes of the show. So that's kind of the point of the weird acting but also yeah. every david lynch movie has that type of acting it's what he's trying to get yeah you know? it isn't until coop walks up and starts talking about like how they have to throw rocks <laughs> at that one scene that you're like okay i see kind of what they're doing here you yeah know? like yeah this is satirical um okay steven you have two picks okay uh oh perfect okay i think you know i don't really know what else i'm gonna do in this if i don't this category if i don't take this um, Drew Barrymore and Firestarter as kid for kid category. Okay. I feel like that's a 
you know. Are you talking about like the one that came out like two months ago? Firestarter. No. Yeah, Drew Barrymore, famously eight okay. years old. I in don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> she. There she, was a far, she's wait, the no. original Firestarter. What is the Stephen King? Uh, that is. Far, that came, that movie came out, or a remake of that came out this year, right? Yeah, but yeah. she's the OG. Like Zac Efron or something, okay. right? <laughs> okay. Um, Speaking of Zac Efron, greatest beer run ever. <laughs> Bad movie. Did oh, keep on seeing weird? ads for that in MLB. Yeah, it's it was like there's a letterbox review that I saw that was like uh, Zac Efron when he literally witnesses a war crime and that's the mind blown emoji. <laughs> that's like the whole movie. He goes to Vietnam. He's like, oh my god, guys, it's really bad over here. Why did you slip slip into Marky Mark? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, here's the thing: the New York accents in that movie are so bad that they sound Boston. Oh, uh, I remember <laughs> that's you why. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Uh, Steven. All right. This may be staying true to myself more than uh, I'd like to. I may I may sacrifice a win because of this. Not that I had one already going for me, but I think I'll go um, Jeff Goldblum and The Fly for Monster. God damn it. That was my next pick. God, you, you <laughs> fucking asshole. Uh, monster. <gasps> monster. That, yeah. I, in the same category, too. I mean, uh, that's dude, probably one of my favorite horror movies and one of my favorite actors. I'm ruined. You know, I, I, I like, don't think that's the mainstream pick, though. Like I, I should have waited to do Twin Peaks after <laughs> I took Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. Oh my god, oh, this, is, this is devastating. <laughs> this is devastating. Uh, sorry, continue your thoughts on Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. I interrupted no, you. No, my you expressed my thoughts perfectly. That movie's yeah. on my my horror movie list to watch this month, but uh, I, I haven't seen it. Drop so everything else and watch it. Okay. It's not even really like I don't know. I like like thought it was funny. It's almost like a comedy. It's like a comedy, and then the last fifteen minutes like will make you cry a little bit. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? honestly, it's it's a very it's a deeply sad movie. Yeah, yeah, it's heartbreaking a little bit, and you know, like it's one of those things that it it does a beautiful <laughs> job of. Like, as a movie, it's, like, horror... To me, that's what makes a good horror movie, is it's, like, choosing this device of him being a slimy, gross creature to sort of just represent, like, like the passage of time and, like, how sometimes things just happen to you and you have no control over your... You Kafka-esque? Know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, quite shout literally. Out, shout out to Breaking Bad. <laughs> like, I don't think that's that's even, like, a... It's not implied. It's, like, a direct, yeah. you know? The cockroach, the fly, you know, it's, like basically the same thing so yeah but yeah exactly the the kafka-esque of it all i haven't taken supporting and i'm not going to take this person but i just want to shout it out um as it was on my short list was john getz and the fly and supporting because he's yeah. so funny as gina davis's boyfriend like he's such a shithead yeah. but it's so funny i love that movie but i will say <laughs> that his role in the fly is a little confusing yeah that's the only bad part about that movie is because at first you're like what so i'm supposed to hate him and then he's the savior in the end, like he's not really the savior. But he's like a good guy, like he helps her. Yeah, but he's also a creep. That's why it's funny though, because he's like he's a creep, but like this like asshole has to like take on fucking super super powered fly Jeff <laughs> yeah. Goldblum, who we actually like. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, guess I don't know. You're I just right. I like the irony of the character. Yeah, that that is funny. Um, and when he gets his like, well, I won't spoil it, but well, he gets disfigured by this fly, and yeah. the fly. Like, you know how flies, like, vomit, like, acid onto their food and then eat it? Not Well, I really. didn't know that. I learned that from the movie, <laughs> okay. but that's what yeah. they do. <laughs> yeah. And so in the movie, he, like, grabs, like, the fly, like, grabs John Getz's, like, ankle and arm and, like, vomits acid and, like, burns through the appendage. Yeah. It's pretty, like, honestly, very Cronenberg, man. Yeah. Body horror. Yeah, that was a, yeah. All righty. 
man. Okay, I'm up. God damn it. This has ruined me. This has ruined my whole plan. <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> I do feel like I have to take something in this category, otherwise Max is going to maybe take my last few good ones. Um, I'm going to take Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street. So, okay. Mm. Was was that your next one? uh, No, that wasn't going to be my next one because you guys are peer pressuring me as a sellout. So I was like, there's no way if they're saying I can be a sellout that I I take a... No. Um, Okay, my monster category is kind of fucked right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Want to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street, Noah? Yeah, I mean... I do think that this movie is probably the best of the 80s, like, horror franchises. I agree. Like, between I agree. this, Halloween, and um, Friday the 13th, this is my favorite. No, Friday the 13th is so dog shit, by the way. Halloween's, like, cool, but Nightmare on Elm Street is so creative. Yeah. And, like, it, it's, yeah. It's really creative. Like, the movies, like, look fantastic. All the performances are A++. Um, and even, like, Robert England as... Uh, Englund, I don't know how to say it, as Freddy Krueger. Like, a lot of these, like, actors that play these creatures or whatever, nobody's because they're under all the mask and makeup, mm-hmm. but he makes it a performance. Like, no, he yeah. makes it scarier than it should be. Yeah, all the, the dream sequences where he's, like, chasing them and all that shit, and, like, the weird industrial whatever. Yeah, I think I think he's great. Um, yeah, there's not, a, there's not a lot more Have you seen has, the sequels? I can say that hasn't been said. Have you seen any of the Halloween, uh, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street sequels? Because I haven't. Uh, I have not. No, I don't. I've seen all three of the first movies, but I was watching Friday the 13th for the first time because I bought the first movie. It's a really cool poster. Uh, I bought the poster. With the thing coming down. Yeah, I actually also bought that in Nashville. There's a really cool store that has a bunch of, like, horror uh, stuff. I don't really remember it, but shout out there. Um, And I I bought that, and then I was like, well, I now have to watch the movie. I can't just be a poser with the poster. But the movie's (laughs) bad. Like, Freddy's, or no, Freddy, Jason's not even in that movie. It's like his mom who's the villain. You know, Jason doesn't even put on the mask until, like, the fourth movie. Wow. It's so, it's like, what? I don't know. It's probably just because we have the expectations because it's like, that's that's Jason, but, like, bro. So like, what is what happens in the movie? The mom is just, like, you know, so people? It's Camp Crystal, the uh, summer camp. There's, like, the teenagers. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the mom. I don't really remember why she comes. I think she's, like, you guys, like, hazed my son and, like, killed him or something. But, yeah, she's just trying to get revenge on them. And then, I guess spoilers, but at the very end, um, when they think they've escaped, it shows, like, she has, like, a dream sequence of, like, Jason, like, coming out of the lake or something as, like, a zombie. I don't really remember. I don't know. Dog shit first movie. Maybe the movies get better. There's, like, 15 of them, but... Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Max, you have two picks. Um, Oh, wait, I do have a question. Or, you know what? No, I'll save it. I'll save it. All right. Uh, uh, okay, my vamping. Um, supporting. Uh, okay, so Noah, can you tell me about supporting? What counts? So you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, right? No. Okay. So what do you, are you? So supporting. You said they can't be like a co-lead. Yeah, I actually had to say because I was gonna put some. I was gonna use some Cabin in the Woods supporting, but are yeah. they all? They're all. They're all co-leads. So. Yeah, they're all co-leads. Right, so are they so. all in like the entire movie? Basically. Well, so all right, I'll just uh, I'm gonna pick this guy either way, whether it's wild card or supporting. But I'm gonna pick. He plays uh, Fran Cons plays uh, Marty. He's pretty much like plays Shaggy in that movie. He goes away for maybe like 20 minutes, but yeah, he's a co-lead. So I'll just pick uh, Marty uh, Mikowski, uh character in Wild Card. Um, I love Cabin in the Woods so much. 
Noah, for some reason, hasn't seen this movie. It's He's like, second build, so I'm going to say it doesn't Yeah, count. so yeah, it would be wild card. Um, it's probably one of my favorite movies of the 2010s. Uh, I mean, it's just so great, especially if you love horror and you've seen a bajillion horror movies. Cabin in the Woods plays with the genre tropes so well. It really flips it, it really on your head. Movie. Um, it's so creative. It's not even that scary. Like, it's, it's pretty it's, scary, it's like a, but it's fun. It's like a horror movie that's like also a comedy. Yeah. And like, But there's just so many awesome meta bits, so many references in that movie. It just flips all the tropes on their head, and I love it so much. Um, so that's my wild card. Um, and then is it? It's you again. Okay, fuck. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, for supporting for real, I'm going to go uh, Randy Meeks in Scream, played by Jamie Kennedy. Um, okay, I he, like that. Yeah. He's the, I don't really remember him. I just remember he's the dude who's really into movies in that movie. <laughs> and I thought he was a really funny character. And uh, there's that also. I've only seen the first movie, but there's that bit in the first movie where he's like, uh, what? Is, yeah, that movie's so meta, it's so funny. But he's like saying, like, don't go into like the dark, uh, like, uh, basement or whatever, right, right as like Ghostface is like right behind him. And he's saying, like, why aren't you like, he's like making fun of the movie as like Ghostface is about to kill him. But then like something happens and Ghostface doesn't kill him. But yeah. Uh, goaded, goaded performance, uh, scream, good movie, yeah. All right, man, it's my turn. I've got kid supporting and zombie slash vampire left. Huh. I, I, what are you even gonna do for kid? <sighs> oh no, I have I have one in my back pocket for kid, um, and I don't think they're ooh, they're eligible in monster. So I should maybe take it before <clears throat> Max does. I don't think he would, but okay, he what might. are you taking then? I'm gonna take Linda Blair and the Exorcist and Kid. Mm, oh yeah. Yeah. You see, that has mainstream appeal too. That that might bring you back up for losing uh, Cold Bloom. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, she was also uh, eligible in Oscar nominee, um, but. I'm glad that I was able to get her in Kid since I took Jack for the That's, a, that's a really so good kid So I wouldn't be eligible to get Danny. Um, so good, can't good double dip there. So Linda Blair, great. You know, she's look my cunt or whatever. Uh, all the all the green makeup <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Levitating. Really cool. Girls Night Out. For the time. <laughs> <laughs> Exorcist is uh, for, for the girls, you know. It yeah. Really Steven just showed me Freddie V. Jason. <laughs> bro, Wait, what do you think those, of that movie? Bro. Alien does this too. I feel like Alien almost like ruins, like sullies the franchise because all the dog shit movies, and then they tie in Predator to it, where they have Alien versus Predator. But bro, how I want to, dude. The Friday Thirteenth movies, there's just so many. I mean, Saw has like a bajillion movies too. I just like I know they're trying to make money, but like I feel like at some point, if you have like eight sequels, that almost like makes means the franchise is just like in the in the dumps. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like four is the cutoff. Yeah, anything beyond four. You know, what is the community joke that's like four seasons in a movie? Yeah. Something like that. that yeah. M community movie coming out, right? Soon. Looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. I love Donald Glover. Uh, Steven, you mm -hmm. have two picks. You have Killer, Supporting, and Wildcard left. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe this isn't my best take. I've already talked about it today. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take Ian Holm as the robot guy in Alien. I really like that character. And I just think that's, like, one of the coolest that, parts about those movies. Is that supporting? What is that? It's supporting. Yeah, okay. supporting. 
No, that's, that's right. a really good pick. That's a really good. Pick. Like he, he's a great supporting, like an unforgettable. Good he, twist. Great yeah. twist in that. Great too. twist. He fucking bleeds milk. Yeah. Because he's a robot. I, yeah, love the milk scene. <laughs> um, yeah, this Homelander would have loved that. <laughs> and then I think I'm gonna have to use a wild card here, and go um, Ironside and Scanners. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Is that I also Cronenberg? Yeah. Yeah. How many Cronenbergs? Just two. Or three that I've used, yeah. The fly and scanners, okay. Yeah. okay. yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't mean, I mean, honestly, like, you I don't see Crimes of the else. Future, I haven't yet. I need to. Am I the only ones who've seen that? Well, because I don't, no, want, you I, seen I gotta that, right? buy it or something, I guess. Yeah, I well, was playing at the Nick in June, yeah. So yeah. I went to see it. That movie's weird as hell. Well, I didn't have anyone to go see it because it's such a strange movie, yeah. I should have texted you, yeah. You should have texted me, yeah. Did you go see it alone? No, I saw it with my girlfriend. Oh, see. Bro, that movie's so, so weird. I don't think I could have convinced Audrey to, to come with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one thing me and Lily have is that we both love horror, so. That's the only thing you have. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> the only thing that, so that brings us. So it keeps that relationship us, alive. No, the, the shared interest, at least. The music taste, on the other hand, is another story. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um. um. Man, what am I going to do? Okay, I think I'm going to take supporting, and I'm going to take... Skeet Ulrich as Billy Loomis in Scream. What do you mm. think of that? That's pretty good. Wait, See, it's, wait, supporting? Do you think? Oh, okay. I had that as... Um, I also had him in Killer. Yeah, I had him in Killer. I guess, yeah, he's supporting. Yeah. He, he's out of a lot of the He's movie. definitely the best ghost face in that. I think probably of the franchise. I've he's, only... Wait, have you seen other Scream movies? Yeah. Okay. I've seen all of them. I, How many are there? Five. Scream okay. is probably my favorite like horror franchise. I've been meaning to watch Scream too. I, I I just want to see Scream in college. Scream three is really funny because it's like uh, it takes place in Hollywood and it's like twenty years before the Weinstein scandal hits. It completely shits on all those people. Oh, that's good. So it's very ahead of its time um, in that re- regard. So Scream three honestly is probably my second favorite. Give me give me your uh, rankings real quick. Scream one is the best, obviously. Yeah. Then Scream three. Then Scream 5. Is Scream 2 really not that good? Then Scream 2. No, okay. they're all good. Okay. Then Scream 2, then Scream 4. Because on, on, on Letterboxd, at least, it has, like, the rankings, like, drop off pretty hard after the... No, I think I think they're all good. Um, you yeah. think Reboot? Pretty good? Came out this Scream year? Scream 5, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. I Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just call it Scream 5. It's kind of dumb that they were like... Is it, like, a true scream. reboot? What? Is it, like, a true reboot, or does it no, continue? No, it has, it has the same characters, but... Huh. It's definitely a passing the baton movie. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't think any of the main cast will be in the next one. So can Except I watch? Well, maybe I think Courtney Cox will, but I don't think Arquette or Neve Campbell will be in the next one. Can I watch Scream, Scream Two, and then like just skip to Scream Five, or do I have to watch? You should watch three and four. Okay. I mean, why not? That's so. Five, I don't know. That's like watching like all oh, Star Wars or something. But. I mean, the funny thing about the screen fr- I guess you can jump around. I mean, the funny thing about the screen franchise is that everyone dies and then they're just alive in the next movie. Like, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. Funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just don't. I mean, really I guess care. the movie's so meta that it might as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Characters die and come back all the time in the screen franchise. That's funny. Um, but yeah, Skeet Ulrich and Scream probably the best ghost face across the whole series in my opinion. Although I do really like. The killers in Scream Five, um, who are also the killers in another movie I really like that is not horror, but I won't spoil it because you'll know who I'm talking about if you watch it. But um, yeah, the band, the killers. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they reprised the their Christian I rock singles for the movie. Started out with a kiss. Okay, Max, you have two picks. You have ghost slash monster and zombie slash vampire. Yeah, my last two. Okay. Um, for zombie slash vampire, I'm gonna go with uh. Fuck it, I'll just go with, with Gary Oldman's Dracula and Bram Stoker's mm. Dracula. It's a good pick. Yeah. Good pick. Uh, I mean, performance wise, that <laughs> it's a good performance. Even it's though the, the best performance in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that that performance is so silly that that's the one where it's like he can be really dumb and silly and like get away with it. Gary Oldman, I mean. I don't know that that. God, have you seen that movie, Steven? I I don't think I've ever seen it. I realized as you guys were talking about it, I don't know if I've ever seen it all it's the way so through. Weird. But I've definitely seen lots of parts of it. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, yeah, the accent doesn't really work for me. Maybe it's just because I think like you Romanian know, accents and like Transylvanian accents are like silly to begin with. <laughs> just because I associate them maybe with maybe because like, of that movie. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that is a tough. Yeah, that is tough. You know, I, I don't think, though, like, I think there's two types of bad accents. There's, like, there's Benny and Doctor Strange, right? And that's just, <laughs> like, a poorly executed accent. And then there's, like, eccentric accents, like yeah. Gary. Like, I feel like Gary Oldman's accent works. It, maybe it's not super, like, authentic. You need to play, like, a soundbite in the <laughs> of Gary Oldman's yeah. accent. Doing some weird monologue. Okay. <laughs> All right. Production note. Um... Yeah. All right, is it back to me? You have Ghost Slash Monster left. Okay. Um, I'm really, really surprised you haven't picked this, but I'm going to do uh, David Kessler, uh, who plays David Naughton in An American Wolf in London. That was on my That was my other one I was going to pick. Yeah. After um, he took the fly. So hopefully you guys can say I'm not selling out now. So um, you really have nothing left, Noah? What do you mean? Oh, you already did one. Yeah, I, I did forget. Robert England in right, uh, right, right. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, American Wolf in London, really funny horror movie i don't it, the first time i watched it didn't work great with me but um i do recognize it's really funny and like uh obviously david's probably the best part well i don't know david and then his friends uh, his friend jack i don't remember the actor's name um but uh th- their whole exchanges are so funny have you seen that i've always wanted to see it i really it's need on to see that amazon movie. for free okay amazon yeah, i'll watch Prime. it tonight I, yeah. at the top of my list it's really funny there's like scenes where um uh, he, uh, David's friend is dead, and then he's just saying like, "Kill yourself," like nonstop. Oh, Griffin Dunn, who's in After Hours. Oh, yeah, that's honestly he was on my short list for supporting. Yeah, and then the makeup in that movie is also great. The werewolf transformation scene is, is like stellar for the time, and like still holds up. It's just like this yeah. is like looks so painful, scary, and also awesome at the same time. It's a great movie. Okay. Uh, John Landis sucks though, because uh, he killed somebody on the the Twilight movie set, basically. Dang. He, like, told the airplane, the helicopter pilot to, like, fly way too close to people to get a shot, and, like, three people died. Oh, my God. Somehow he still had a 30-plus year career in Hollywood after that, but... Well, it's because he made such great movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, I might be taking something from a John Landis quote-unquote movie right now. I have a zombie slash vampire left, and this might ruffle some feathers. I'm not sure if this okay. should count. But it's on Letterboxd, and it has the horror tag. So by all means, it should count. Can I take Michael Jackson in Thriller in Zombie Slash Vampire? You would go for it. If you want to sell out, go for it. Is that selling out? That's unconventional. I I guess. But also Thriller is like, 
the first song you think like at least like top three Halloween songs. So I don't know. I think I you Noah, can, I think it, you can do it. I think it's up to you. Do you want to be the guy who took Thriller <laughs> for the my favorite or? fourteen minute <laughs> yeah. music video slash movie? I mean, it is it just just does work as a great short film as well. It is a good, you know, I, I remember really The being song is only like four that. minutes of the 15-minute video. No, know? they just loop it for five times, yeah. All right. Well, they play the beat in the background as, like, oh, okay. score, but, yeah. The, the, there's a significant portion of the you video know. that is not just him dancing, but that is a great <laughs> part. And he is a zombie in it. So, I mean... It yeah, count, right? that's out of the uh, uh, you know out of the box, unconventional. Man, you guys are making me feel bad now. Should I take something else? Can you no? Like, get, I would. Can I would you give us another with your, example? With your guns. Like more zombie slash. You don't get to take? choose, but give us an example of what you would have done. Save your honor by giving a backup. At okay, least. my backups were Bill Paxton in Near Dark, who plays a vampire. Okay. Okay. Um, did I, you um, did you have Gary Oldman on that shortlist? No. Okay. Um, I had David Bowie in The Hunger. Mm. Which I don't think is a movie you guys. We have just seen. talked about that though. Yeah, really good movie though. Um, also, Catherine D- uh, Denevue in The Hunger, and then also Griffin Dunn as Jack in American Werewolf in London because he's, a, I guess you could say he's a zombie. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, but are any of those picks better or more iconic than Michael Jackson? I mean, yeah, M- Michael Jackson. You know, also not a great guy, but <laughs> yeah. For, True, uh, but no, that's a, that's a good pick. That's a solid pick. Yeah, Michael Jackson and John Landis, most problematic team up of the eighties. <laughs> oh, good lord! Because he did direct that. Uh, fuck it, I'm doing it. I don't care what anybody says. All right, maybe Steven. he'll sweep because of this. All right, I I will be honest. Yeah, I really killer. don't. This was a tough one for me. That's why I saved it for last. Like, I don't really know. Like, it's a tough category because it's like most horror falls into either psychological or like. Fictional, you know. So like, obviously, there's your killers. If you, you want know. to be true to yourself, there's an obvious one you should do. I don't know. I was gonna do um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. I had his name <laughs> pulled up. The guy, Ga- guy. Gunner Hansen, Leatherface from. Okay. He was okay. on my short list. Yeah. He like, was on my short list. You know. That's what you're taking. I feel like, yeah. I mean, that movie's it's a classic, right? You know. <laughs> you're really I, selling us on this. <laughs> Yeah, you're doing a good job. I was going to say you should take Ray Wise. Oh, yeah. I should have. In Twin Peaks, but... It's okay. Yeah, you did it. Is that... Do they take that? That's Fire Walk With Me, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Fire Walk With Me is the movie. Right, right. No, that's what I mean. But I was was saying... Okay. Technically, he is that in Fire Walk With Me, but not really the show. I guess because you. Oh yeah. Fire walk uh, with me is when you see the kill. That's true. Yeah. God, what a horrible. You know, I love that movie, but, but also it is, that's, it's tough to I'm watch. I'm having like PTSD thinking about it right yeah. now. Yeah. It's intense, but it is incredibly well made. Is yeah. that the draft or? That's the draft. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me. I, uh, can I shout out some? Yeah, please. Let, let's recap the picks first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll just go down each person's uh, list and read them. So Max took. Sigourney Weaver in Alien and Hero. Anthony that... Perkins in Psycho for Killer. David Naughton in American Werewolf in London for Ghost Slash Monster. Gary Oldman as Dracula in Dracula for Zombie Slash Vampire. Jamie Kennedy in Scream for Supporting. Danny Lloyd in The Shining as Kid. Sissy Spacek in Carrie as Oscar nominee. Fra- Fran Kranz in Cabin in the Woods for Wild Card. 
Max, how do you feel about that draft? That's a winner. That, I, <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I think you. I I stayed true to myself with some of the weirder picks, but then I also took some mainstream movies that I also really like. So I think we all balanced that pretty well. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my list is Roy Scheider and Jaws for Hero, Jack Nicholson and The Shining for Killer. Robert Englund in Nightmare on Elm Street for Ghost Slash Monster. That might win though, right there. Just those three. Yeah, or just even just the first two, just Jack or Jack Nicholson, and then uh, yeah. But you have you know you could say the same thing about your first three. Um, Okay, Michael Jackson in Thriller for Zombie Slash Vampire. They're people are going to retract their votes (laughs) because of that. Yeah. Uh, Ski Ulrich in Scream for supporting. Linda Blair for The Exorcist and Kid. Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out for Oscar nominee. And Cheryl Lee in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me for Wild Card. And then Steven. Kurt Russell in The Thing for Hero. Gunnar Hansen in Texas Chainsaw Massacre for Killer. Jeff Goldblum in The Fly for Ghost Slash Monster. Kiefer Sutherland in The Lost Boys for Zombie Slash Vampire. Ian Holm in Alien for Supporting. Drew Barrymore in Firestarter for Kid. Natalie Portman in Black Swan for Oscar nominee. Michael Ironside in Scanners for Wild Card. You know, my my list is very much a, a list of leading figures. Like, it's not, it really isn't even about the horror. It's, I was just finding, like, retrospectively, it's like Kurt Russell, you know, Drew Barrymore, Natalie Portman. Talk, yeah. I mean, talk about staying, staying true to yourself, though. Yeah. I feel like those, those are not. Yeah, yours was the most, like, eclectic selection. Yeah. I'm proud of that. So yeah, maybe yeah. you'll get I'm some proud of you too. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like hoisting the crown or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> nah. yeah. But I'll have Jeff Goldblum from yeah. the fly. So I'm hoping my Get Out Shining Jaws trio is enough to carry me to victory. But or we'll even see. Nightmare too. I mean, yeah, Nightmare too. Yeah, Scream. We both got a Scream person. Yeah. I also thought about taking Drew Barrymore and Scream for supporting, because she's only in that first ten minute scene and is fucking awesome. Yeah, but, that's true. The the uh, call. Yeah. yeah, the popcorn. But I ended up going Skeet Ulrich over that, but it was close for me. Um, I think I think we did a good job drafting, guys. Yeah, I'm, yeah. this was fun. I'm very proud of uh, what we decided here today. No, what are some of your honorable mentions that you yeah. get to? Okay, so here's one I almost... Oh, yeah, read the um, wild cards, too. I want to hear all your wild cards. My other wild cards were Jack Nance in Eraserhead. You know. He oh, plays a oh yeah, head. yeah. yeah I, I had a racer head, but I erased it because I was like, no, it's gonna be too like, I don't know. It's like I feel like a racer head is about more, is a horror movie. A racer head is more well known than Twin Peaks Firewalk. That's with me. definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. Racerhead's like, yeah, Ra- racer head is one of like the cult movies of like the last yeah. fifty years. You know, um, I had Laura Dern in Inland Empire. Yep, I was also looking at that. Um, and then my non-David Lynch wild card was Michael Fassbender and Alien Covenant. Mm. Okay, no, that's yeah, that's that's a good, a good one. That's yeah, good, yeah and I was really almost debating taking him in Monster, but I don't know if you guys slash goes, but I don't know if you guys would say that counts. No, that that, no. that doesn't. Because he's not human, but I don't know. He but he, makes but monsters, he looks like. But a he's human. not a monster. Yeah, he looks like a human, but he's not a human. So yeah. like, would that count as monster? I don't know. Probably not. So can humans be that. monsters also? Oh, that's. Yeah, well, Steve, <laughs> watch Alien Covenant. Um, and he he wouldn't really fit in Killer either, so he would just he was the only place I could take him was Wild Card, and I couldn't really yeah. take Cheryl oh. Lee anywhere else. Not supporting? I guess he's no, no. What? Okay. He's, he plays. Oh, I forget. He plays two people. He yeah, plays right. two people, and yeah, both yeah, of yeah. those people are the characters on screen the most in the movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I think. Uh, you should shoot it on James Franco supporting in that movie. <laughs> For playing a, a corpse that you don't, <laughs> you barely even see. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> they, um, they like cut out the intro sequence with him, right? 
he was there, he was supposed to be. He was like it. rock climbing or something in the first bit well, he, that I watched. Okay, maybe. I watched it on Blu-ray. Maybe the rock climbing bit isn't. But they play like a video with him. Even then, he's only like James Franco is only in it for like five seconds. Yeah, it's he was like supposed to be in it for like ten minutes. I think they cut it. Yeah. Um. Where were some other honorable mentions? I had. Uh, um. I can. I mentioned a lot of these. Wilford Brimley and the thing, as we were talking mm-hmm. about before we started recording, yeah. uh, was an honorable mention for supporting. Stephen Ewan and Nope. Oh yeah, oh, that I is had Nope really, on there that's, too. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's a good. I, I just didn't even I didn't want to take two Jordan Peels though. I felt like that might have been redundant. Well, I had I had Daniel Kaluuya as hero and Nope, and I was like, he's probably the better hero in Get Out. Yeah. You know, so. Also, in supporting, uh, I couldn't take these because I took Jack. Torrance, but I also had Scatman Crothers as uh, Dick in The Shining, and then I had Joe Turkle as the bartender in The Shining. Bartender's so good. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Um, Murray Hamilton as the mayor in Jaws. I did. I thought about Quint, but uh, I don't. Mayor's think, another. I don't think Quint count would count as supporting, right? No, no, he's in it too much. Um, Catherine Keener as the mom in Get Out. Uh, Debbie Harry in Videodrome. Lead singer of Blonde, <laughs> uh, Blondie. Uh, Griffin Dunn and American Werewolf, Brendan Gleeson in 28 Days Later. Brian Cox as Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter. Mm-hmm. I need to watch that. Uh, he's only in it for like five minutes. but he's, okay. No, he's good. He's really good. You've seen Manhunter? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. it's like Brian Cox does it It does it does kind of differently, but it's good. I like Brian Cox a lot. Yeah. Big success. I mean, he did guy. it first, I guess. Big I success. guess. Yeah. yeah. We would watch that show too. Yeah, Manhunter was like five years before Silence, so that's like so 10. weird to think about. I always think about it the other no, way around. Five eighty-six okay. to ninety-one. Okay. Uh, Max, what are your some some your honorable mentions? I have yeah. more, but we'll go um, here. so Hero, uh, uh, I love Blair Witch Project. Unfortunate, I didn't get to shout it out, but uh, Ray Hance, who plays uh, Heather in that movie, uh, I love that movie. What are you guys' thoughts on Blair Witch, real quick? I actually never seen it. I'm not what a huge fuck? I'm not a huge fan, honestly. Okay, well, screw you guys, doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, Hero, I also had uh, uh, Patrick Wilson playing Ed Warren in The Conjuring. Conjuring. I hate those movies. What the first movie is so good. No, it's not. Okay, well, wow, I'm gonna get a real story, right now. Noah. I know, and I'm from Connecticut, so I should <laughs> like it. But the, con- it, the first one's good. It's like it's just good. No, it's not. Why is it not good? I was bored. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I had, uh, the Deadite Captain, uh, from Army of Darkness, um, played by Bill Mosley in Zombie Slash Vampire. <laughs> See, I had mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell in Evil Dead for Hero. Okay. I mean, that, that I could have picked yeah. any one of the three Army of Darkness movies. is my favorite of those three, by the way. It's hard for me to decide. I think I have them all at three and a half out of five on Letterboxd, but I like them all. And I think his performance is probably best, Bruce Campbell's performance is probably best in Army of Darkness because of the crazy comedic shit he has to do yeah but i think evil Boom dead gun. 2 is probably the best all around of doing blending the i don't really like evil dead 2 at all so yeah, i feel like you're crazy for that no army of darkness is kind of just like a straight-up comedy for me um and then evil dead 2 is like a blending of two and i don't really think it works of horror and comedy yeah you're crazy for that take but okay <laughs> um, i mean evil dead 1 is just straight up scary and that's really good evil i, do, I like evil dead 1 um for some of my other picks, I had uh, the guy who plays Black Phillip, the goat, the voiceover. He plays Satan and the witch. Um, and the last, last, like, five minutes of that. Did you have either of the Lighthouse guys on there? I did card? No. I had uh, I had Thomason, uh, played by Anna Taylor-Joy. She plays the lead 
girl in a kid performance. Um, but I wasn't exactly sure if you would call her. She's like kid. 18. Yeah, I wouldn't call No, her, sure, her character is like 14. Uh, Whatever. She just seems older. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I had uh, Tony Collette. Uh, oh, from yeah, Hereditary. yeah. That's a good one. That's yeah. a really good take. Think about it. She, she's in like the same year. That's like the same year as Split. Like Witch and Split are in the same year. And she's definitely not a kid in Split. So. Whatever. She she definitely looks like a kid and there's n- no but like the witch I feel like was f- filmed before split it was it was they were yeah. like a year apart but still I don't know whatever yeah, so she's still like sixteen you yeah know, <laughs> she's eighteen in split okay those are all the honorable <laughs> mentions I had yeah Stephen that the good the the um Tony Collette was a really good one yeah I um I I, don't I have... wanted her for supporting but she's not really supporting and I wanted to shout out Kevin of the Woods and Wild Card so yeah. oh I had um. Millicent Simmons, uh, not though she's from The Quiet Place. Oh, Millie Shapiro from Hereditary. I had okay. mm-hmm. kid mm-hmm. performance. Oh, just, is that the one who gets the one. head? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had uh, not in the movie a lot, but very like memorable. No, yeah, that's that's a good. If I hadn't gotten um, Danny, I probably would have gone with her for kid. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Mason Thames from The Black Phone, which came out this year. He's really good. No, I hadn't even thought of that. Um, yeah, yeah. I said Bill Paxton Near Dark. Uh, I got some more. Ethan Hawke's good in Black Phone too. Sam Neill in Event Horizon for Monster. I, I need to watch that movie. Uh, Tony Todd in Candyman. Yeah, that, that was going to be my. If I didn't do Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I was going to do that. Um, yeah, he would fit in Monster or Killer, honestly, because he's supernatural, so he could be yeah. either really, I guess. Because he's like he's human slash supernatural, so it's kind of both. Um, Michael Caine in Dressed to Kill for Killer. Uh, Tom Noonan in Manhunter as Dollar Hyde, um, James McAvoy in Split, Simon Good. Pegg and Shaun of the Dead for Hero. Yeah, I had you, that too. In, uh, my you, a- in my AP Psych class in high school, uh, to show uh, a psychological disability, my teacher showed us Split, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> yeah, not, that's, that's not wow. okay, not that's that. <laughs> that's um, not the takeaway of that movie. Wow, also He's like a supervillain. Yeah. Also in Hero, I had Song Kang Ho in uh, Bong Joon Ho's The Host mm-hmm. for Hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in Hero, Heather Lock- Leggenkamp for Nightmare on Elm Street, Neve Campbell for Scream, uh, William Peterson for Manhunter. This is a- Hero is probably the most stacked category. Yeah, that. it's easy- easiest one to identify. That or supporting, just because supporting is so broad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's 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 a lot yeah. of mine. Obviously, shout out to the Silence of the Lambs, Jodie Foster. And right, yeah, right. If it was eligible, those somehow not a horror movie. Whatever. Yeah, I feel Talk like Sixth Sense is more of a horror movie than Silence of the Lambs, and that's not on the Whatever. Well, Sixth Sense is not a horror. There's movie. ghosts, that is, dude. That's, he talks to dead people. That's a thriller. I'm sorry. That's but a he talks to dead people. That's like horror. It's barely even a thriller. That it's movie, a drama. That movie is more of a horror movie than like Dracula is a horror movie. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like Dracula at least has a bunch of horror imagery, you know? Bro, and The Sixth Sense doesn't? Bro, there's, like, dead people walking around all the time. There's, like, jump scares in that movie. Uh, uh, Whatever. Okay. Maybe you're right. I had, um, I'll just shout him out really quickly. Um, I don't know if this one fits, but I had Brando in Island of Dr. Moreau. You know, honorable mention maybe is killer. <laughs> Even though people say it's his worst performance. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, it's Brando. He still deserves a spot somewhere. Uh, I had James McAvoy and Split for killer, but that probably would have gone in Monster. No, that's um, killer. Killer? That's killer. Could be both, probably. I had Catherine Keener, who's like the 
hypnotic mother in Get Out. Yeah, I mentioned her. Oh, she's that's good. So good. That's solid. Is she supporting or is she main cast? I don't no, know. She's supporting. Supporting. She's supporting. Yeah, she's a. You know, I would say that. I would that. say that. Um, Daniel Kaluuya and Allison Williams. Yeah, the white girl. The white girl. Whatever. They're, they're the leads. Everybody else is supporting okay. the movie. Uh, this this was on. Even though it's not that scary, this was on. Um, Letterbox. So I had Woody Harrelson in Zombieland. I'm a big Woody Harrelson guy. I'll take yeah, it's it. It's a horror comedy. Yeah. Um, and then this again. This was on Letterbox, but it had Pacino and and Devil's Advocate. <laughs> I don't know if he qualifies as supporting though. Maybe he's the hero of that movie. No, definitely not supporting. Um, yeah. Woody then, Harrelson. Shout out to True Detective. Yeah. I feel like if your first build, you can't be <laughs> supporting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had um Killian Murphy in Sunshine, which is a really good. Uh, Boyle movie you should watch also 20 days later yeah 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 exactly and then I had I forget his name but I had I just wrote down Tusk you know (laughs) you know that guy uh, like comedian guy he's good and then I had Robin Williams in one hour photo both of those I got from the letterbox scrolling but okay I've not seen one hour photo as a movie it kind of sucks but Robin Williams is really good yeah that's um oh god who's the director of that Mark Romanek that's right he did uh, Never Let Me Go yeah. He's like, I've heard that like he's one of those guys that is just like really hard to work with. And he takes like 10 years to make a movie. And it's like, okay, bro, you made like three movies. Like, why are you throwing around your clout like this? Yeah. Although he did make the uh, Beyonce Lemonade video. Oh. Which was like kind of a... Sh- uh, a hit? Yeah. That was like an hour long. That's basically a movie. It's an hour Solid. long. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, David uh, did an amazing job. Go vote for uh, Max White on Twitter.com. We're going to have a Twitter poll. Yeah, go vote for Noah Trainer's list because uh, obviously everybody knows nope. that Jack Torrance in The Shining is the best performance. Nope, Danny in the world Lloyd movie. or Danny Everybody Torrance. knows Gold Bloom and The Fly beats everything. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to be posting this on Friday and then we'll have the poll up over the weekend, probably a few days after, just to give people a chance to listen. Then we can start the week. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. by next week's episode, we'll. we'll Max know White who will won. be the winner. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Max. And, and the and in fantasy. <laughs> and in fantasy football. Yeah, we should have, like, a, every once in a while, Max and Noah debate their <laughs> fantasy football league uh, segment. Steven would hate that, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll stay home those days. All right. <laughs> Just like you stayed home for the With Pride episode? <laughs> that was... I did not wow, intentionally Steven. do that. Yeah. I was busy being a journalist. It's gross. Oh, okay. I'm being a journalist. <laughs> This is true journalism. Drafting <laughs> horror performances. Yeah, for real. Come on. It's true You gotta be here. Um, <laughs> anyways, we're just teasing. Um, thank you all for listening. This has been a... Read the news section on the dailygamecock.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to plug? Do you still write on your sub stack? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, I am working on a, on a cool story right now that hopefully will get published. So keep an eye out for anything Greek life related on the news section. Um, I might have a little short film coming out on Halloween, so mm. keep keep the, an eye out for that on my social media. Um, right in time for the Oscars. Right yeah. in time for the Oscars. Follow at Stephen Pastis at NB Trainer if and at Max White. That's not my app. But at underscore Max s- underscore White. I think there's might be another underscore, but yeah. <laughs> Unethical yeah. underscore yeah. journalist. Right. Twenty five. But yeah, follow our, follow our personal Twitters if you want to find out more about any of what we just mentioned and also follow the squawk on twitter and instagram if you want to keep updates on the show if you want to vote in the best performance poll that we'll be posting um and we'll see you guys next week with god knows what
So, peace. <laughs> Happy Halloween. I don't have to worry about that. Happy so. Halloween. Happy Even Halloween. though next episode will also be out before Halloween. It's October. It counts. It counts. It's October. This is our... Go watch a horror movie. Yeah, go watch a horror movie. Okay. Bye-bye. This podcast is hosted by Noah Trainer and Stephen Pastis. Produced by Noah Trainer. Intro music by Stephen Pastis and Bryson Carroll. Created by Michael Sauls. Thank you.